0: Myers here from live to 110.com. You can also check out my detox program at mineralpower.com. Today we are talking to Dr. BJ Hardick on the dangers of mercury toxicity, how to detox mercury, all about chelators, should you be detoxing if you have mercury fillings, why you need to detox your kids, and so much more. This is going to be a very, very interesting and important podcast. Uh, Dr. BJ Hardick, he is hosting or one of the hosts of the Detox Project that you can check out and right up our alley. I know myself and all the listeners, you love detoxification as much as I do and realize its importance. And so this summit that is happening September 26th to October 3rd, Is extremely important. I highly recommend that you guys go check it out. You're going to learn all kinds of interesting things. Like, you know, an interesting mercury detox fact is we don't only get it from fish, we don't only get mercury from mercury fillings, we also get it from crematoriums. A lot of you guys are living in cities and there are crematoriums, burning bodies that are full of mercury from fish and mercury fillings that gets into the air and then you breathe it in. So that's why you don't, even if you don't eat fish, if you don't have mercury fillings, you can still be breathing it in in the air. Mercury toxicity is the number one toxicity. So you really need to be aware of it because chances are you have it and it is causing fatigue or may cause some health issue down the road. So listen up. This podcast is not intended to diagnose or treat any disease or health condition, and is not a substitute for professional medical advice. Please keep in mind that this podcast is solely informational in nature and is for entertainment purposes only, so please consult your healthcare practitioner before engaging in anything that we suggest today on the show right now, you can go listen to my free medicinal supplement summit. Go there and register and you'll immediately get an email to start listening to the 50 speakers and experts, the world's leading health and nutrition experts talking about proper supplementation, the latest in testing to test your body for the supplements that you need that are right for you, the best supplements for different health conditions, the top supplements in depth. There's so much interesting information and it's an incredible resource because when I first started learning about health I spent so much money on supplements and I was just taking everything and thought I was getting super super healthy but it I didn't really feel quite right I was taking a lot of things and it wasn't improving my health how I thought it should be for the amount of work and the money that I was spending so I wanted to create this amazing online resource to help guide you on what are the proper supplements that you need for your body and take all that guesswork and so that you can save money and take the exact supplements you need for you. It's kind of like the sniper approach to supplementation as opposed to the shotgun approach or just taking everything inside or just taking a multivitamin and we talk about topics like food-based versus synthetic supplements. So, so interesting. Go check it out at MedicinalSupplementSummit.com. It's happening September 12th to the 19th. Our guest is Dr. BJ Hardick. He has dedicated his life to maximizing the health and human potential of his community. His Center for Maximized Living in London, Ontario, is one of the largest healthcare clinics of its kind in North America. In Dr. Hardick's seminars and care for patients, he teaches and implements the principles of maximized living, which he has championed his entire life. In 2012, Dr. Hardick served as a contributing author for Maximize Living's newest bestseller, The Cancer Killers, The Cause is the Cure. He is a member of the advisory board for greenmedinfo.com, the world's most widely referenced natural health database, and that's Sayer G's website. Dr. Hardick's mission through his practice, seminars, and outreach is to help as many people as possible achieve the optimum levels of physical, mental, and spiritual health and happiness which are their birthright you can visit him at drhardik.com d-r-h-a-r-d-i-c-k dot com bj thank you so much for coming on the podcast
1: hey i'm thrilled to be here how are you
0: very good thank you so tell us a little about yourself and how you got into health
1: Oh man. So I was born into a holistic family. You know, my father's a chiropractor. My uncle is a chiropractor. I was named after the world's most famous chiropractor. So no pressure there. Uh, I actually started working in my father's uh, office when I was 14 and I really just was doing it for a part-time job, you know, and of course I show up in his clinic when I was 14 years old. And at that time he had one of the, uh, the busiest chiropractic clinics in all of Canada And, you know, I, I, I I mean, I'm going in you know, basically two nights a week and I start meeting and seeing all of these patients who first off say, Oh, I imagine you're here to learn the ropes. That was the first thing that everybody asks. And then I, and then I, so for a good year, I said, no, 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 I'm really just here because I need some money after school, which at this point I was 14 or 15. And, uh, then after a year of seeing people get well from things they were told could never be, you know, conditions that could never be reversed. Uh, uh, people, you know, throwing away their drugs, throwing away their canes, kids with allergies, whose allergies would go away. Um, kids with constipation and asthma and, uh, uh, all uh, senior citizens that were on walkers that would come into the clinic that were told that they were going to be on these things forever. Um, literally throw these things away. Uh, really was when I said, wait a second, this is an environment that I want to be in for the rest of my life. You know, so my father for many years, uh, encouraged me to look at other fields, you know, and he actually, a lot of people don't believe this because uh, a lot of people think that there has to be this giant separation between conventional medicine and not, and, and, uh, uh, integrative medicine. But my father actually really, really encouraged me to look at other fields within conventional medicine. He said, Hey, listen, I love that you work. At, I love that you love working here, but you know, Hey, we need great surgeons for traumas. You know, we need, uh, 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 great specialists in certain fields. And he basically was, he was saying that there were many other great parts of conventional or allopathic care. You should look into those things. But at the end of the day, you know, the, the, the underlying philosophy in our world, which is that the body is self-healing, it's self-regulating. The body can uh, heal itself provided there is no interference. That's what really had me hooked. So I was always really grounded by more of the philosophy of self-healing, which of course leads you to scientific uh, ventures and learning that this is actually anchored in the science. And then you have the beautiful art form, which is all of the methods that are used by all these different holistic and integrative practitioners. So that's how it started. And probably by about uh, 15 or 16, I was hooked. And then by 17, I started doing, you know, uh, consulting and counseling for other clinics. And I would go in to do trainings with their, uh, their office staffs and, you know, help them see how we would run our office and help them educate patients. And, and, uh, now I look back and I think like, who hired the 17-year-old kid to go in and coach their clinic? Uh, but it was a lot of fun. That's like all my, all my summers, you know, when I was taking sciences, all my summer vacations, I would go in and I would consult for different clinics and, you know, help hire staff. Because to me, it was always about creating bonds with people that were exploring betterments in their health. And, you know, when you can have great relationships, great communication – Um, that's the first step in, in ensuring that people's eyes can be opened to the world that you and I know, but a lot of people don't. So that's how I, uh, uh, you know, took the step from, um, living just a natural lifestyle to actually working in natural healthcare.
0: Yeah, so you're hosting the upcoming Detox Project, and I spoke in that about toxic metals that cause fatigue, and you have this unbelievable yes. lineup, Dr. Marcola, Joseph Marcola, and Suzanne Summers, and Mike Adams, and all these amazing people. Tell us about that.
1: Well, I will say I am thrilled that we certainly have some people joining us on the Detox Project that I think it would be fair to say, may not accept a lot of interviews. Uh, you know, certainly uh, Suzanne Summers gets a lot of requests for interviews, uh, but we I did put out a request to her. Uh, she has certainly done a lot of other interviews on natural health, but maybe not as many in the online uh, summit space. Um, you know, but this, this topic is just very important to her. You know, she wrote a book called Toxic, you know, it's toxic from toxic to not sick. Uh, you know. So putting out a request to her, I mean, she instantly jumped over the ability to speak to our audience about detoxification and really the science um, that is showing that environmental toxins are linked to cancers and neurodegenerative diseases and that people need to wake up to this. You know, so, I mean, her interview was incredible. Uh, you know, we joked about the fact that she historically was known as America's dumbest blonde, and she laughs about that. She's self-proclaimed, by the way, so there was nothing uh, sexist when I said, hey, you used to be this dumb blonde. She actually, she knows that she was known in the 80s as the dumb blonde. Yeah. <laughs> and she's really, made the, she's really made this incredible transformation after being diagnosed with breast cancer, and then looking at what the allopathic recommendations were to her, which included a lot of toxic stuff that she didn't want to do, and she researched it hard. And then, sure enough, you know, she goes on this journey and, you know, beats it holistically., uh, she goes on and writes knockout where she interviews all these holistic and integrative doctors all around the world that are beating cancer without chemotherapy, without radiation. And then her newest book, Toxic, she interviews all the leading doctors that deal with detox, you know, so she's really, really completely on the side of people that are looking for um, really, really longevity and wellness. And I think that, you know, I think, you know we joked a little bit about the thigh master and things like that that was just a little trailer joke cuz she does use the, she does use the thigh master still she, she used it and apparently you can use it under your armpit as well too so it's like an arm an arm master she joked about it and she's sure that it works she sold a lot of those things But at the end of the day, you know, her message is your body was designed to be well. This idea that you're supposed to just shrivel up and that you're supposed to get weaker and weaker over time really is a myth. We've been led to believe a lie. Uh, Your body's designed to thrive for a 100 years, or in your case, 110, Mm -hmm. that your body's designed to thrive like a candle. I mean, the candle should burn very brightly all the way to the bottom. And when it's time to go out, go out, but don't have a withering candle that's uh, halfway on and halfway off for 30 or 40 years and that's what most of uh, of America is living with so you know Suzanne summers is on the interview uh, the doctor uh, dr Pompa who really was the person who helped identify the severe mercury toxicity in me uh, he's he um, we have two interviews with him uh, he helped both me and then one of my co-hosts Dr. Jay Davidson you know my mercury was six times greater than the acceptable limit, which to me is infinitely more acceptable because the acceptable limit to me should be zero. Uh, you know, through his help, he cut my mercury by 90%. This is going back about 10 years ago. Uh, he's on, you know, we have Mike Adams talking about the dangers and the hazards of fluoride. Uh, so, and then you know, we've also got all these other incredible people that not only talk about detoxification protocols and answering questions about some of these things you hear you can do. So we hear about supplements Uh, I mean, obviously your event that is going on probably this week that this is coming on about, you know, uh, getting to the root of what supplements do, what, you know, who needs what supplements and what is a quality supplement. Uh, well, same thing when it comes to detoxification, you know, I think it's almost a little bit of a myth out there that people can detox. We have some scientific discussion on what supplements work, what foods work, uh, what other therapies like infrared sauna and how does it work? You know, so it's very, very empowering for people to say, wait a second, this can work. Understand the science behind it and then also how to test. So, somebody, you know, obviously, whenever I teach a seminar and I show what my mercury levels used to be, people say, how do I get that test done? You know, because I think that is obviously very valuable for somebody to see their mercury levels come down. So, really, it's all about going through, uh, first of all, day one on the summit is really truly identifying that toxicity is real. Uh, Sayer G, who's my good friend from Green Med Info, I still call him the world's smartest person you know, and he pulls out studies like you wouldn't believe and he understands them and he knows them. I mean, he's he's really on day one showing just how it is that these small doses of chemicals can be major endocrine disruptors. I think in conventional medicine, we always hear the argument, well, you know what? It's not a lot of toxin. It's not a lot of uh, it's not a lot of chemical dose. So you don't need to worry. And Sayer just destroys that with the science showing that. Wait a second. A small dose is indeed a problem. Um, and then getting into, you know, well, where are we picking these things up, both from the environment? You know, then we have you talking about, you know, the heavy metals, which goes a little bit beyond some of the everyday food colorings and things that people are concerned. I mean, you, you know, you and Dr. Jay talk about some of the real, real toxic stuff that should never get into people's bodies. And then we get into solutions, which is really, really the most important thing, because we want people to be able to leave with a plan so that they can know what they can do on their own. And if they need to work with a holistic doctor to help themselves detox, what to look for.
0: Yes. Yeah. I mean, it's so important. I'm actually kind of jealous because I want to do my own detox summit too, but uh, maybe in a couple of years, i want to do my own.
1: (laughs) Me, you, and Suzanne Summers.
0: Yes. Yes.
1: (laughs) This can be be your detox encore.
0: Exactly. So today we're going to talk about mercury toxicity. Sure. So where do we get mercury and uh, what exactly does that do to our bodies?
1: You know, so mercury and really most, if not all, heavy metals, I don't need to tell you this, they are neurotoxins. You know, so, you know, the the Department of Medicine at the University of Alberta, right here in Canada, demonstrated years ago that mercury, when it is brought close to neural tissue, that it basically causes neural tissue to shrivel up and die. You know, so when I think about the nervous system, and this is really why, you know, as a chiropractor, I always looked at the importance of keeping a healthy nervous system, which is my brain, my spinal cord, and then every nerve running my organs. You know, we chase different organs. You know, we try to find what's wrong with the thyroid, what's wrong with the gallbladder, what's wrong with the kidney, what's wrong with the adrenals. Well, you know what? The nervous system runs all of those things. So if I have damage to neural tissue, now from a chiropractic perspective, you know, somebody injures their neck. It can ha- create physical stress on the nervous system tissue. Uh, even if somebody with bad posture, when their neck is a result of you know using a phone um, for years or playing piano or a whiplash injury, when somebody's posture gets screwed up, you know there's plenty of uh, evidence showing that it actually you know causes decay of that neural tissue because the spinal alignment reverses. So there, you can physically interfere with the nervous system. But you know mercury, it's a neurotoxin. You know, and again, d- depending on whose ranking that you look at. You know, mercury always comes in as second or third of the most toxic substance in the world, and it's if it's ever behind any substance, it comes behind radioactive plutonium, but radioactive plutonium isn't in people's silver fillings, and it's not in the fish that they're eating every single day. Uh, frankly, uh, you know, and this, this is exposed on the Detox Project, uh, I think conventional medicine would like people to think that there's absolutely no thimerosal, no mercury whatsoever in any vaccinations whatsoever. But you can look at the box on a flu shot vaccine and it shows that it does contain thimerosal, which is a mercury derivative. Uh, so, you know, my mission has never been to tell somebody, and if I can clear this up, uh, you know, I was raised at, I was raised in a holistic family. My family always took holistic options, but I've never told somebody, you know, you should or should not take a drug. You should or should not take a vaccination. You should or should not, um, I have a flu shot in fact most of the people that i would see you know they've made some choices that they like and they've made some choices that they don't like you know but deep down it always comes back to that principle that your body is self-healing it is self-regulating the most important thing we can do is look at the choices you can make now to best enable your body to heal in the future and a lot of that because of this accumulated toxicity comes to detox you know now as bad as all the environmental pollutants are you know, when mercury is that high on the list, according to the EPA and a lot of the other organizations, mercury does deserve its own consideration. And that's where, uh, you know, I wrote an ebook that is available on my website called Real Detox. And I like to look at detoxification in terms of, you know, your basic detoxification. And then you have more advanced detoxification. And then you really do have heavy metal detoxification. So we certainly look at, you know, things that everyone can do through diet for basic detox, and we recognize that the body has this inborn ability to detoxify. Because I believe that when God created the body, you know, God put a liver there, and God put a colon, and all your other organs, recognizing that the, that there still could be, um, you know, um, coal from a, a fire, you know, or there could be fungal toxins from mushrooms, you, know, you know, right? But now the, the problem that we have now is we have all these man-made chemicals. Which go far beyond uh, the chemicals that we might pick up naturally in nature. So there is advanced levels of detoxification when we look at certain types of supplements. But then you really have to get into heavy metal detoxification. And mercury is so poisonous when it when it gets bound up in neural tissue. Um, you know, there's a lot of studies showing that you know mercury gets bound up in the mitochondria of cells and it can get bound up in the brain cells as well. You know, what I certainly saw because I, I ate very well growing up through my lifetime and I took a lot of vitamins is I still had mercury that was way off the chart you know so my mercury was uh you know like I said 6 times greater than what was considered the acceptable limit on the test and I thought I was doing pretty good you know and and I was the kid that actually what's interesting and this is why I I really don't even feel like I'm part of the vaccine argument because I didn't have all the vaccinations when I was a kid you know my parents were uh not into that And it was okay to not be into that back in the 1970s. You know, so the first thing is people see my mercury levels and they say, oh, my gosh, do you have amalgam fillings? Did you have flu shots every single year of your life? You know, do you absolutely love and devour fish every day? And uh, the answer to all of those questions was no. You know, I, I in fact, based on when I looked at my mom's tests, you know, now my mom, she was more from the heavy metal generation, you know, which included, you know, leaded paint and leaded gas. And there was even mercury based paint years ago. You know, so her levels of, you know, mercury and lead and thallium and nickel, they very much mirrored mine. You know, so I believe that my high levels of mercury, I did get as a result of it coming um, across the placenta. We now know that there's studies showing that mercury can cross the placenta and that the levels of mercury in the baby's body are directly proportional to the number of silver fillings in the mom's mouth. And then we also know that it crosses through breast milk as well. You know, so uh a lot of parents that I speak with and people that come to our seminars, they flip out and say, wait a second, are you telling me that I'm gonna have to detox my kid at some point? And I say, Yes. You know, historically, historically, two hundred years ago, five hundred years ago, I don't know how many hundreds of years ago, but historically we would not have had to do this. But as a result of industrialization, uh you look at even, you know, these uh these coal fired plants. You know, we know that there's environmental release of mercury in Texas where the communities with increased rates of autism are directly proportional to the increased rates of emissions in the environment from coal fired plants. You know, so, again, these might not be kids that have silver fillings or injections or this or that, but there can be this environmental toxicity. So it is a major concern. And I guess, you know, because I've seen such great changes in my own health since I went through that process of first identifying my levels and then really taking a year and a half, and making sure my diet was solid, uh, making sure that I was uh, eating foods that would you know help to liberate toxins out of my body, and then you know not only li- not only liberate them from different organs, but then liberate them and, and expel them completely. But also taking all the right supplements and working with the right doctors, and then retesting as well. Uh, you know, when I saw my health improve, you know, naturally you want to make sure other people can go down that path. So as as horrible as it was when I was dealing with what could have been diagnosed as IBS or what could have been diagnosed as chronic fatigue or all these other names that we give symptoms of an underlying cause of a problem. As bad as those years were, you know, it really put me through um, a couple years of understanding, you know, just how dangerous it is living in North America now. You know, we have a very, very polluted world. And, of course, I've seen kids that have come into my my uh, uh, seminars and through our programs that have done everything right, you know, where the families were you know living organically and kids still go out and they get tested and they still have super, super high levels of these environmental toxins. You know, I don't even love the word toxin because I feel like some people in the allopathic world, they throw down the word toxin as if it's no big deal. And people say, well, anything can be toxic, toxic if you have too much of it. Um, I preferred... To use the word, you know, uh, noxious chemicals. You know, these man-made chemicals that are made in manufacturing plants that really were either meant to be, you know, bound up in the core of the earth, but never meant to be in our bodies. So that's me and mercury. And you know, now ten years later, my mercury was cut by ninety percent. But I still live in a part of the world. I mean, I'm in the auto belt up here. I'm kind of close to Detroit, Michigan. Uh, you know, for me to think that there's no pollution. Or that I wouldn't you know go on vacation and maybe have some fish that was polluted with mercury, uh, that I might not have reexposure other ways, I'd be very foolish.
0: Yes, and it's I totally identify with you talking about how you got your toxins from your mother, because I test lots of mothers and their children, and they have very similar toxicities. It's very and same with my daughter. My daughter inherited my toxicities, and it and she lived very healthy. I made all her food; it was all organic. She was breast milk fed and and whatnot, and she had a lot of toxicities, namely aluminum that prompted her to get an autism diagnosis at one point and we detoxed all that and she was she's functioning very very well today but a a lot of kids today are really not doing well because of the toxicities they got from their their parents
1: you know it's amazing you look at those uh, tests which would look at 17 urine sorry 17 toxic metals identified in the urine and you know you look at probably your daughters compared to yours just the way you looked at my test compared to my mom's and again whatever's high is high in the parent whatever's low is low in the parent and uh, again that is not exclusively the environment uh, because we often don't see the same thing in the father we see it in the mother and baby comes out of the mother Um, and of course you know you know my house when i was growing up as a kid didn't have mercury in it now it is true my parents played with mercury it was called uh quicksilver um uh, it was actually called, um, uh, uh, the German name was um, uh, Quacksalba. You know, I don't know if you knew that or not, yeah. but that, that, <laughs> that, that was the, that was the derivation behind that. And uh, anyway, you know, my parents used to play with this stuff. You know, it was this magical thing that, you know, it could, you know, go from being a gas to a liquid and used to, used to play with it in chemistry class. Never when they were thinking about that, that stuff, because it could go from gas to liquid, could also be inhaled. Uh, so that was obviously one of the, you know, one of the sources where it gets handed down. So, you know, I've seen... Uh, and of course, Deanna Minnick on the detox project, she, she gets into some of the scientific studies showing that to back up what I've always learned is that something like lead would take four generations to dissipate on its own. So certainly even if I never added lead to my body or my kids' bodies or their grand or, or their kids' bodies, that which gets passed down through mom's, um, is still a problem for at least four generations. And that we've seen actually in animal studies and so forth. Deanna gets into that in the detox project as well. So, you know, there's a real urgency that, you know, I really, this is where I now see detox something that you want to do on a perpetual basis. I, I believe that people should look at a daily detox to some degree. Uh, then they almost want to look at like a weekly detox. That's why a lot of people will, you know, they'll do like a fast once a week or, and, or just juice for a day a week. I think it's different for all people. And then I believe that, you know, quarterly, uh, and then even more so annually, there are more massive detoxes that people can do. People say, how often you should you detox? Well, first of all, it needs to become one of your values that, you know, we live in a part of the world where, you know, I'm still going to go into the um, uh, the odd bathroom and use their gross soap, you know, or I'm still, you know, going to go out to dinner and get maybe chicken that <laughs> anti antibiotics or something, you know, so I'm still or I, listen, even in my clinic, when I see clients, I mean, I'm going to inhale perfumes and hairsprays from hundreds of people, you know, so I'm not immune to it. So I do believe in, you know, detoxifying on a daily basis. And again, there we're talking about, you know, supplements and greens and phytonutrients and Epsom salt baths. And then, you know, you look at your more weekly things that you can do where you can give the body a rest and you can fast and, you know, do infrared saunas, which, you know, go so much deeper than a traditional sauna. Um, And again, I mean, Robbie Besner's interview on the detox project is amazing talking about infrared saunas Because they work. you know. Now, hey, I would love to live in an environment where I didn't have to go in the infrared sauna, but guess what? I have to go in the infrared sauna as a result of... And I like North America. I like to have a computer right here and I like the modernization of the world, but we're paying a price for it. So as long as we're aware of that, we can all do real well. We can't change that environment, but we can be smart about how we live in it.
0: So what are some of the things that you did and the supplements that you took to clear the mercury out of your body and what kind of results did you get?
1: Well, you know... Um, Back then, and I know a lot has changed as a result of FDA regulations, but back then, you know, DMSA and DMPS uh, were available not via prescription, you know, so these these are chelators, chelating agents. And I mean, your audience follows you and you speak this language all the time. But let me just kind of summarize it for maybe anybody who might be listening new, you know, um chelation i i think the word derivation of that is that it actually refers to a claw you know so the world chelation is talking about the the claw of a crab from what i understand and <laughs> you know it's 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 basically saying wait a second these aren't just nutrients that get into your body but these are actually chelating agents that have an ability based on their sulfhydryl groups which is their SH groups. That's why sulfur is so important as far as detox is concerned. That can actually bind and trap the noxious chemicals, keep them, and then bring them out through the body, whether it's through the urine, through the sweat, uh, uh, through a bowel movement. You know, basically any of the ways toxins can get in. You know, food, water, air. They can also get out. So basically, I looked at chelating agents back then, and you know, you know, still to this day, although I believe the regulation now, I'm in Canada, maybe different in the United States. I uh, you know, generally speaking, DMSA, DMPS, EDTA. You look at these basically by prescription. You know, so today, if I was going to look at DMSA or or DMPS, uh, which can have a slightly different sulfhydryl structure, uh, you know, I would work with a naturopath in my area. Uh, some of it might be recommended orally. Sometimes it's, it's recommended through intravenous uh, de- uh, uh, chelation. And you know what? I think there's a place for both. I know that when I was doing oral chelation, we knew that the half-life of DMSA was only four hours. So the problem is, you know, half of the chelating agent would be metabolized within four hours. So I would go on these four-day sprints of doing DMSA every four hours, so that I would keep that level of DMSA h- strong and high in my body, that would come out through my urine uh, because it was water soluble. Uh, so, uh, so, and then the same thing with DMPs. You know, so DMPs being having an eight-hour half-life, that meant like I'd take DMS DMPs before bed. When I'd wake up eight hours later, have to take it again because if some people don't, if they don't do this stuff under supervision, you got to realize when you start, you know, uh, chelating toxins in your body. If they get re-liberated back into the body or they get re- or you or you retox you your body, uh, Jonathan Landsman, I think it's him on the, uh, detox project. He talks about playing like musical chairs of toxins where literally you're liberating them and moving around them, moving them around your system. People can go berserk. They can have serious, serious problems if they start detoxifying, but don't really, really enable their body to get rid of everything more permanently. So I would do these four day sprints with, um, oral chelators. You uh, know, certainly, if somebody's working with a uh, naturopath or an integrated medical practitioner who can do this type of thing and do more of an IV chelation, they certainly uh, uh, do. That. It's um not a four-day sprint; it's like a one-hour super sprint where you're literally having an IV administration uh, under more supervision. But you know, I, I never did IV chelation, but uh, the folks that I have had do it. They need to rest for a couple of days after that because it is quite. Um, it is is it is quite. Um, powerful and, you know, on your system, you know, when your body goes through a major episode like that, it's a stressor and your body needs to rest, you know? So, you know, you look at just how busy we all are right now and people really need to rest and make time for their health. So those are a lot of the, the things that I had done, uh, you know, but the other things when we talk about these chelating agents, you know, there's, um, an EDTA, which is very safe, but again, I believe by, uh, by prescription only, uh, you know, a lot of people use those in a suppository form. Uh, You know, I've worked with uh, uh, moms whose kids have had, you know, severe uh, attention issues, uh, autism spectrum uh, 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 diagnostics, and they've done EDTK chelation. And to me, the most important thing is this, that they can measure those levels go down over time. There should be no guesswork with this. You know, so by all means, if somebody gets a provoked urine test, meaning they're not just... They're not just peeing in a jar and seeing what the levels are because a lot of these toxins, they get bound up in the tissue and you can't just look at somebody's urine and say you're toxic or not. You have to take a special type of urine sample where you actually take some of this stuff to provoke it, to agitate the toxins and see what comes out. When you compare apples to apples and you see those levels come down, you know, classically alongside, you're always going to see that the person is doing better, you know, so uh, that's what I went through. Um, I also did a ton of, uh, activated charcoal back then because, you know, one great thing about activated charcoal, it really is a toxin magnet. And, uh, you know, really if somebody has to go to not our type of detox, but they have to go to like the hospital detox cause they drink too much on Memorial day. Um, I mean, if somebody goes in hammered or they've done a drug overdose, I mean, literally in the, in the emergency room, they, they load them with activated charcoal. Mm. You know, you, that's, that's your that's your breakfast, l- lunch, and dinner at the detox, because because it is known that that has an, an affinity for chemicals, and it will soak it all up like a sponge. You know, so I when I would be doing a lot of this stuff, I was doing a ton of activated charcoal. Uh, bentonite clay has a very similar property as well, where it has this um, this adsorbency, so that it would bind these things and then pull it, you know, more permanently out of the body. And again, I mean, this is these are carbon based materials and, uh, you know, activated charcoal or super activated charcoal other than just carbon or charcoal. You know, it's really when it's blasted with oxygen, uh, you can really, really increase the surface area of it. So, you know, not all not all charcoals are the same. Uh, uh, I used to do scoops and scoops of activated charcoal. My whole mouth would be black, uh, you know, um, uh that it would go in black and come out black as well too. And I did, I did severe, I did major, I would do, I would probably do about eight scoops of it per day back then, but now you can get it in capsules as well, you know? So, uh, it does stay in the alimentary canal. It's very safe that way. So those are some of the key, uh, supplements and regimens that I followed. And the reason why I think it's so important to talk about this is because a lot of people do a lot of the right things, which includes, juicing, which includes fiber, which includes healthy fats. But you know this, Wendy, when you and I start talking about (laughs) um, IV chelation and EDTA and DMSA and DMPS and activated charcoal and bentonite clay, people say, what? I mean, a lot of people don't realize that this is a major piece to getting this stuff out. And that's, in my opinion, why we see so many people who have followed organic diets. They've taken whole food uh, Supplements—they've done a lot of the right things, but they can still end up with toxicity levels because there really is an art form to getting that stuff out of the body, and that's where that's where the practitioner comes in, you know. And that's where I think it's very important that people uh, do the everyday basic things that make sense. But then, you know, when they realize there's an issue, you got to work with somebody who understands you, uh, who they can then be a healthcare provider and a coach at the same time.
0: Yeah. I mean, uh, this was my case too. I reached a point in my life. I was eating perfect, organic fresh from the farms market making my own food i was exercising i was sleeping i was taking the right supplements i'm like why do i feel like crap (laughs) and this is a lot of of people today a lot of uh you know a lot of my clients they're doing they're doing everything right and they still are sick and they still don't feel good or they have uh, major issues sleeping or adrenal fatigue and it's because that last missing piece of the puzzle is detoxification
1: I I certainly agree. You know, I always talk about a model of, you know, five core essentials to being well. And I do believe that it starts in the mind because people do recognize that if the um, if the mind is not well, if when you're stressed, when you don't get enough sleep, when there's worry, when there's anxiety, that'll make you sick. Everyone agrees that the mindset has to be healthy and at peace. Uh, The next thing, though, is, you know, obviously, as a chiropractor, I recognize that even when your brain is putting a good positive energy to the rest of the body. When there's trouble in the spine, I mean, that's the structure of the nervous system, which then controls function everywhere else. So we not only want to ensure that the mind is healthy, that someone has, you know, a good attitude, lots of healthy sleep, healthy nutrients for the brain, but that, you know, we don't want to see damage to the structure of the spine, either in a global level or even on a microscopic level, because that will interfere with the expression of the nervous system from the brain and through the spinal cord to the rest of the body. So, you know, two pieces to me still come from, you know, health from the inside out, you know, life starting in the brain, it's the only organ that has any output has got to get through the spinal cord to the rest of the body. And then the next two things, you know, everybody talks about eating right and exercise. Well, to me, that's like number three and number four, you know, you got to make sure that your structure is healthy first, you know, because life does start from within the nervous system. And then you got to look at what you're fueling it with which are the right nutrients, you know, which obviously is, you know, there's so we could do a whole talk on diet and nutrition and being, you know, non inflammatory and getting in the right nutrients and all the essential amino acids and essential fats that people need. And then exercise really, I mean, at the end of the day, exercise is all about one ox, one ox one ingredient, one nutrient, which is oxygen that people are becoming deprived of. And that's why, you know, people go to detox and there's a lot of, you know, great things that can be done with um, oxygenation and ozone and everything else too, to make sure that you're actually really, you know, Clearing the body by getting oxygen back and a lot of us were just deoxygenated uh, But then also along the, and if somebody's dehydrated they're deoxygenated because oxygen's part of Hydration, you know and but then also, you know lean muscle mass It's pretty clear that the more lean muscle that somebody has relative to body fat I mean I have yet to see a study that they're anything but less likely to beat off every single disease known to mankind You know, so it's to me. It's never been about um, you know having a 12 year old with abs you know, this has always been about, you know, make sure the more lean muscle you have, the better you are able to fight off every disease. But to me, you got to take care of the nervous system first, you know, the brain, the spinal cord and the the nerves, then eating right and exercise are three and four, you know, number five, which is detoxification. I wish it didn't have to exist. (laughs) You know, I really wish it didn't have to exist, you know, but there are Uh, I think the number that we the latest number that we saw was um, 84,000 approved chemicals for the use in food and personal products that could be in somebody's household. You know, so we do not test these things in conjunction with each other. You know, the only way a chemical is barred from use in the home or in a personal care product or in a food as a food additive is if it happens to show in immediate food Allergy, or an immediate topical reaction, or an immediate death, or complication, or something, uh, on its own in the trials. And the trials aren't always the most extensive, and you know this. But what's not tested is what happens when there is an accumulated toxicity, when all of these chemicals now are used in, when, when they're used synergistically. Uh, you know, there's a lot of concern about, you know, synergistic heavy metals. You know, so now you get somebody with lead and mercury. Is it possible that that's worse than just lead on its own or mercury on its own? I believe the answer is yes, and the science shows that as well. So you have this 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 synergy of chemicals being used together, and you look at personal care products, and you look at foods, and you look at home cleaning products. I mean, just literally walk down the aisle at the grocery store where they sell Tide and Clorox and all these things, and I mean, you can, I mean, you know, somebody could have put a blindfold on my face and i would know when i'm in that aisle because of the smell it's in these airtight bottles i mean how how toxic is it when you can smell it going down the aisle when these bottles are supposed to be airtight you know and and uh you know i mean there's some really really there's some really great environmental scientists that are you know going into homes and they're looking at the um the pollutants you know the pollutant particles in the air and a lot of people are using so many of these sprays and chemicals in their homes that their air is just dirty and you know the home is more airtight than ever before. You know, so in Canada, uh, thanks for reminding me that you live in California, but I live in Canada. Uh, But here, you know, in the winter, we want the homes as warm as they can be, and then in the summer, we need them as cool as they can be, you know, because we go from humid to freezing. So the more airtight the home is, the less air exchange there is. You know, certainly, you know, my my grandfather lived in San Diego, California, and the doors were open year-round, you know, so he, and the outdoor air, actually, as dirty as it can be out there in Southern California, Uh, you can be not nearly as bad as the indoor air in many homes and schools and work buildings. So therefore we got to have that air exchange and not have it in the home. And of course, you know, we also don't look at the long term effects of these things. I mean, even Anderson Cooper from CNN and CNN is, you know, about as mainstream as it comes. I mean, he went and they looked at all the, the body burden tests of kids that were showing up levels of, you know, um, flame retardants and, and, uh, Uh, EDTA and plastics and PBDEs and all these things showing up in the little bodies of little kids because they're so you know so close to the surface and all of their toys are made with plastic and garbage and they and they 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 chew on their toys and the remote controls and you know kids are actually kids are that's who I'm most concerned about because their levels show up being even higher Uh, you know I was in a seminar not long ago showing that the blood brain barrier doesn't fully form until age seven. You know, so those are the most precious years to make sure that there are no chemicals getting in a little kid's body, and uh, they are they're already up against a lot. Never mind stuffing them with food that is loaded with, um, you know, red forty seven and blue twenty nine and yellow and all these different uh, um, additives. That again, the conventional world would love to say is no problem because they're in such small doses. Well, go on the detox project, and you'll see why it is that the small dose is actually worse.
0: Yeah. And then a lot of the kids are still getting mercury fillings and their mothers had mercury fillings. So let's talk about that. Uh, You discuss a lot in your free ebook about mercury fillings and can you detox, you know, if you have a a bunch of mercury fillings in your mouth, is it safe to detox? If you have mercury fillings, I get that question a lot.
1: I think it's a great question. And there's a couple ways to look at it. The first thing is we have to recognize that there are many life practices that contribute to detoxification. So let's first recognize that exercise will activate the body's systems and, you know, better enable the body to detox on its own. Uh, you and I know that often the criticism from the conventional world about detox is that, you know, we have bowel movements and we go to the bathroom so that we're detoxing all the time. Well, most people's livers are totally taxed, so we're not really detoxing all the time. But again, where I agree there is the body is designed to detoxify on its own. However, you know, when we're overloaded and the demands exceed the body's ability to do it, uh, that's when there's a problem. So if somebody is exercising or if somebody is getting uh, healthy amounts of UV sunshine or somebody is consuming phytonutrients uh, that contain uh, you know like cilantro and uh, uh, parsley, for instance, these things that would actually be very, very uh, beneficial to liver function. you know what? That's gonna stimulate some detoxification. So, you know to suggest that somebody's not going to have parsley or cilantro and they have silver fillings or that they might not exercise, they might not go in the sun is just foolish. The everyday basic levels of detoxification in those practices, I think everyone can and should do. And even some supplements. So, for instance, every day, um, I do take a liposomal glutathione. Now, there's three ways to increase your levels of glutathione, which is your body's master antioxidant that really helps to push toxins out of cells. There's three ways to do that. Uh, David Jockers speaks about that on the, on the, the detox project in a really, really great interview. Uh, but you know, I take a liposomal glutathione every single day, you know, because there is, gl- there is wasting of glutathione in your lifetime after the age of 35. However, it gets even worse because it gets run down by heavy metals. So there, you know, glutathione is already going to go down, but it goes down even more the more toxic you get. So take glutathione. I would take glutathione every day. And certainly I'm certainly going to do things like fiber or bentonite clay or activated charcoal uh, take, you know, and certainly other foods and vitamins. That's going to help help basically uh, detoxify the cells of my body, but maybe not what I would consider a full heavy metal detox. So I would do those things on every day because that's safe enough to do, you know, because these are these are gentle detoxifiers. And again, when you think about a bucket, you know, it's always filling up with environmental chemicals. The goal is to keep that as as unfilled as possible, you know, because the big problem is when the bucket overflows. So I would want to be gently detoxing on an everyday basis. And you're thinking about, you know, kidney gallbladder, liver, all these things. However, uh, what I have generally seen in the in, in like the holistic dentistry world, I would have also generally seen in a lot of the worlds where, you know, practitioners are doing things like IV chelation is they have cautioned against chelation when people have mercury fillings still embedded in their jaw, uh, frankly, we've seen some people go crazy when they've done it. Now, I'm not saying that it can't be done, but it better be done under supervision, because again, you know, when we talk about chelation, the uh, the crab, sorry, the claw of the crab, you know, this is like a magnet, you know. So if there's still heavy metals that are bound right into your body. I personally uh, have always advocated for an approach where somebody, if there are silver fillings, they would be best getting those removed first before they start then looking at chelation. But it doesn't mean that you can't necessarily do, you know, gentle detoxifiers each and every day. It doesn't mean that you can't go in a sauna. It doesn't mean that you can't go in an Epsom salts bath. It um, doesn't mean you can't juice, you know. But really, I think, uh, uh, I think the positions on that in the holistic world are probably split right now. Uh, I think... Most of the practitioners that I have interviewed over this, they have said that they would prefer to see someone have their amalgam fillings removed first. However, I certainly have interviewed a number of holistic dentists and um, IV administering naturopathic doctors who have said, listen, if somebody doesn't remove all their amalgam fillings, there is a time and a place to still look at IV chelation, but you better supervise to see how the person does. And again, after that chelation is done. They often need to be doing a lot of charcoal, a lot of you know bentonite clay to make sure that if there's any toxins that are liberated, that it doesn't you know go right back to the brain. like the jaws here, the brain is there, and this is a neurotoxin. So that's why uh, uh, again, doing it under supervision is so important. And again, it's not just what you're doing during the detox, but it's the couple of days after as well. So I hope that answers your question. i I, I, I know what I would prefer to see happen. Uh, but certainly, uh, I think anything that people can do to lower the toxic bucket is wise. And I also, I also think too, you know, people can make changes day in and day out with the little stuff, you know, just, just, you know, first off, I remember, you know, my old roommate from college, you know, came to my house, this house that I'm in right now when I was only a few years into professional practice. And I I had all these little bags of oatmeal and she looked on the bag and she says, why do you get all these bags of oatmeal with all these little, all this extra crap in it? You know, and she said, Why don't you just buy the oatmeal and, you know, put your own stuff in it, put your own honey in it, and put your own berries? And, and, I, and I thought, Yeah, I guess I could do that, you know, but it, just out of convenience, I had stuff with a bunch of preservatives and I never gave it any thought. And so to me, it was so intuitive. That's when I went down this uh, journey to become like an ingredient detective. So those are some of the first things that people can do. However, for people that are still dealing with health challenges, You should not just be saying, well, I no longer have baggies of oatmeal. I eat quality oatmeal from the farmer's market. There still can be deeper toxicities. And don't give up on the principle that the body is designed to be self-healing and self-regulating. Remove the interference. Let your body heal itself. To me, that's the underlying really chiropractically driven philosophy that keeps us all going.
0: Yeah, I mean, because these metals they interfere in our body's metabolic function. So you just remove those, and a lot of weird symptoms and health issues and disease labels just go away. I mean, it's unbelievable. Yeah. So, what are some of the mistakes that people make when they're attempting to detox? A lot of people just try to do stuff on their own, and you know they're uh, you know hesitant to work with a practitioner maybe because of the expense. Yeah, I know. But what are some things that people should definitely be avoiding?
1: Well, let's go through a few. Uh, I'm sure that I could probably go on Amazon or I could probably go online and probably buy some chelating agents on their own and just start taking them. You know, and uh, for instance, you look at some of these chelating agents that do have a half life You know, if I was doing something like DMSA orally and I was doing it, you know, once a day or every couple of days or taking it with lunch one day and dinner the next day and not doing it on a schedule. um, Well, there's one major mistake, you know, because obviously this stuff has to be done on a pretty strict schedule. Um, You know, one of the other mistakes that people can do, too, is if they want to look at removing their amalgam fillings. Listen, goal number one is not going and just getting your amalgam fillings removed. Goal number one is making sure that the gut is cleared. Because if you have a dam in the river, there can be a major problem. When people go to get their amalgam fillings removed, even if they're being removed properly, there can be some leaching of mercury. Now, people say, well, how do I get my amalgam fillings removed? Because I do consider that to be detoxing. Getting amalgams out the safe way is detoxing. You know, they don't, you, know they don't, you don't just pull the filling out. I mean, literally, the dentist has to drill it down and, and suck it all out. You know, so there can be some leaching, whether the dentist uses a rubber dam or other procedures or not. So, you know, oftentimes people go in and they're very, very sick. You know, their their liver and their gallbladder are, you know, bound up and, you know, not clearing well. Uh, Their kidneys aren't strong. Their gut is not strong. They've got blocks there. So, you know, one of the worst things is, you know, A, just going out and get your fillings taken out without taking care of the whole gut first. I mean, that's vital. Uh, But then... Getting them not removed the proper way, that's a major issue, too. You know, so the dentist with whom I work, you know, he has a a specially designed apparatus. So his drill is actually cased in a uh, 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 like a little house for the tooth so that his drill goes in there. And this is a suction cup house so that anything that is being drilled down gets sucked back right away instead of having two instruments, a drill and then a separate suction cup. And he's shown examples um, on models of drilling down mercury. And, you know, when he doesn't use the right instruments, there's a lot more leaching. So that's one major incident there. Uh, I think with juicing, frankly, you know, I love a good greens juice. And uh, I'm always careful to not get ones that have too much sugar in them. So I'm really, you know, greens and vegetable juice based. Uh, juicing can be good, but juicing, if somebody is quite ill, juicing can also really mess someone up. You know, a few years ago when I was still on this journey, I remember being out there, of course, in California, you know, so here I am, you know, Canadian guy showing up in California for a week. Uh, I remember really overdoing it on juices over a couple of days. I probably, I'm not joking. I probably had 10 or 15 juices over a couple of days and I thought I was, Oh, this is great. I'm I'm juicing. I'm detoxing. I mean, I was a mess. Now, <laughs> I, I, I benefited from getting all those phytonutrients in. Um, it destroyed the rest of my vacation though, because I didn't allow my body to gently detox. So, you know, sometimes you know rushing into these things a little too fast are uh, not not the wisest things to do. You know, my, my preference if somebody's going to look at more of a, an everyday detox, like we have a seven day de- a seven day cleanse, I call it on my website, and you know, it start, it definitely does include one daily juice. Uh, you know, but it also includes a raw salad and one cooked plant-based meal. Um, that it's not juice exclusively. Um, even if somebody is going to juice, you know, one of the other issues that people can do there that where they make a lot of mistake is they do they do a lot of fruit. You know, because our taste buds are so sensitized to sugar. And you know, uh, Dr. Joel Furman put the list together of the the best superfoods that we have. And we know that it all starts with vegetables. You know, uh, kale, collard greens, bok choy—they're all at the top. You know, red peppers. You go down the list. The the most nutrient-dense fruit that we have is a strawberry, which is actually very low in sugar. You know, so if somebody wants to be juicing, you should be starting with those. You know, green foods that actually provide more nutrients and not as much sugar. Uh, It's funny. I'm actually. I have a visitor right now who was diagnosed with leukemia a couple years ago, and uh, and you know, we went to go get a smoothie today. And again, it contained the whole food, you know, so this whole food, he got a kale smoothie with chia seeds and a homemade unsweetened almond milk. And everybody behind the counter was saying, like, are you going to like the taste of that? You know, but he's been doing this for so long. He loves the taste of it. But his taste buds are no longer addicted to sugar you know, and also his cancer is in remission. So, you know, take your pick which, which you want. So, you know, definitely, you know, if we're gonna be juicing, we gotta make sure we're doing it not with a bunch of high sugar fruits. Listen, I can't believe the amount of grams of pure sugar that is in a juice when you start adding in Granny Smith apples. You know, people think, well, let me just throw in a little bit of an apple. Well, no, listen, I've added up the content. I mean, I've seen juices for sale that have 56 grams of sugar, but there's no fiber in that juice. You know, there's no fat, there's no protein to, you know, buffer the impact of that sugar content. So I do believe that if fruits were meant to be consumed exclusively in juice form, that God would have put a faucet on the fruits, you know, and there's no tap on it, you know, you should be getting the whole food. I really I'm more of a, I guess I'm more of a whole foodist, you know, I really believe in in consuming whole foods, Except for hot sauce. That's one processed food that I'll take any day of the week.
0: (laughs) Well, I have a question that I I like to ask all of my guests. Sure. What do you think is the most pressing health issue in the world today?
1: You know, I really think that the most pressing health issue comes down to a, a misunderstanding of the body's great innate recuperative powers. So I think when I see things going wrong in people's health, it always comes down to people not recognizing that there is a universal intelligence in all matter, that there is an innate intelligence that really is driving all healing. There's an innate intelligence that is driving my survival. I, and you know what? In chiropractic, we call it innate intelligence, In uh, Eastern medicine, it's called the chi or the ka, you know, and I could get into all, I mean, I get into um, Egyptian translations, but when you do look at holistic and Eastern and chiropractic medicine and integrative medicine to, to a certain degree, it always comes down to recognizing that the body was designed to be healthy and well, that we're wired to be healthy and well, that if I cut my finger, it begins to heal before I even realize that it's cut. If I put my hand on a hot stove, I have a reflex that pulls my hand away from that hot stove before I'm even aware of it happening. If I go into a room that's filled up with, you know, more uh, carbon monoxide or carbon dioxide than there should be, my body starts triggering a cough before I'm even consciously that it's aware. And when I see people's health go downhill, there is typically some separation from that innate understanding that the body was designed to be healthy, and we fall into a model of believing that our health is strictly a matter of accident or a factor of having, uh, being lucky with who your grandparents are, that it's a factor of chance or a factor of your genetics. And once we fall into that and we start believing that, uh, that we don't have, I don't want to use the word control, but that we don't have the innate ability to be well, that's how we get trapped into, uh, the world of modern medicine. I think if there's one area where we, where Western medicine, um, has really, really, uh, hurt the most. It's that separation from the underlying principle that the body is designed to be self-healing and, and, and well on its own. I mean, that, that's what I consider to be vitalism. You know, vitalism recognizes that the body is not just individual parts that are somehow glued together. You know, that says we should be able to measure every single cell in the body figure out how they're glued together, figure out how they work. And that the body is pretty much this sum of individual cells, sum of individual parts, you know, vitalism is what recognizes that the body is much greater than the sum of its parts or that the whole is much greater than the sum of its parts. And I have always seen that when people can become anchored in that philosophy, then when they're faced with a health problem or health challenge, they can always go back to that principle and they can seek out science and art forms that are aligned with that principle and that really is the principle that has guided chiropractic. It's a principle that has, uh, you know, guided a lot of much of Eastern medicine. And it's the principle today that is guiding much of integrative and what we call functional medicine as well. So to me, ultimately, it comes down to a recognition of the philosophy more so than any one lifestyle practice.
0: Yeah, I just love you that you said that so much because, you know, you, you see this in your family and your friends that... Their bodies are breaking down or they get cancer, diabetes. And a lot of people think, why me? You know, why, yeah. why did I get this? It must be my genetics or my dad had it or my mother had it. But it's really the, the choices people make, their diet, their intake of sugar. They're driving themselves into the ground and not sleeping enough or over-exercising or the exposure to toxins and not being aware of what we're putting on our body and in our body. And we we do have so much control in preventing disease.
1: And if you're not getting well, you keep asking Why? You know, so if something is going wrong in my health or my life, I keep going back to that question of, you know, what's interfering with my innate ability, innate ability to heal. If I can figure out what the interference is and if I can remove the interference, you know, I'm grounded in a principle that my body is designed to heal.
0: Yeah. And be careful about that revolving door at your physician's office going from conventional doctor to conventional doctor to conventional doctor because you're only going to get drugs and surgery. You're not going to get solutions to the underlying causes of your health issues that are going to resolve the issue. I I personally believe modern medicine is designed to keep you sick and keep designed to keep you buying drugs and getting surgery and and whatnot, but I, you know, we need medications and surgery. We absolutely do. You know, do.
1: well, here's the deal. You know, uh, I live in Ontario, Canada, which is more or less socialized medicine up here. Uh, it's not exactly the same as Obamacare. Uh, it really is a government funded system for people that are having everyday doctor's visits. Now, people that are doing anything that is preventative is outside of what. Our government healthcare system would look after. So, you know, I don't get a rebate on my tax return because I buy organic food. <laughs> uh, my re- my reimbursement to the gym or two gyms, I guess. Now we all need now we all need a CrossFit gym and a regular gym, I guess. You know, so my, my re- I don't get a reimbursement for those things. Uh, you know, when I see a structural integration therapist or when I go to a physiotherapist, I mean the government does the government doesn't pay for those things. However, the government does pay for those everyday doctor's visits and the government does pay for emergency surgeries and other forms of surgeries, even if they're not emergency surgeries. Listen, if I am in a car accident tomorrow, I am grateful that I actually do live in a socialized medicine system where if I smash my face through a windshield, you know, God forbid, or if I have a broken leg that I will be taken care of. I do think it's a little upside down and backwards, though. That our society in Canada is paying for life, uh, sorry, uh, late term lifestyle interventions, which are scooters and medications and surgeries that could have been prevented with better lifestyle. But unfortunately, to have a vo- to to not be a victim of that system, even though the government pays for it, you must have made choices earlier in your life that you have to pay for yourself. Yeah, so there's a major, major problem there. You know, however when it comes to the everyday doctors is i had a really really you know, my he was a, he was a, a good friend of my father you know and he lived two doors down i mean my father lived my dad was a, a chiropractor and we lived beside two medical doctors you know and uh, the one he told my dad years ago he said you know he said cliff you know because i'm paid by the government to see somebody for basically 12 to 15 minutes He says, if somebody comes into me and they're stressed or they're not eating right or they need to change their lifestyle or they need to exercise and they they need somebody more than just saying, start exercising, but showing them how to exercise or uh, showing them the right foods to eat and getting into all this stuff. He said, listen, if I take that time with my patients, I can't earn a living because I get paid for a single doctor's office visit. And he said to my father, pretty much the only thing I can do in a 12 or 15 minute doctor's visit. Is write a prescription and suggest that the person eats better or exercises. So he actually picked up and left, and he started working in a private clinic. You know, he moved down to Chattanooga, Tennessee, where people would pay him by the hour more for health coaching. Uh, you know, there was just a big discussion at the level of the World Health Organization that the role of the health coach used to be uh, uh, frowned upon, but actually the role of the health coach people that might not even have a license to be a healthcare provider, that that's more important than ever before because the system today is only letting the healthcare provider really do nothing other than provide, right? That it is the information gap that people need. However, if there's a healthcare provider who really, really wants to serve as somebody's health coach and health liaison, it's probably not going to be achieved in a conventional system. And I think there's great people in the medical world and a lot of them feel really, really stuck. They feel handcuffed That they, and they wish they could help people more. But even in Canada, we're starting to see private clinics show up. So I can certainly go get my physical done every year if I wanted to do that and get it for free. Or I can go over to a private clinic and pay somebody $350. Um, you know, free versus $350, there's a major, major gap there. We're seeing more and more people opt for the private clinic, even though this is something that would be paid for by the government. Because they know they're gonna have a higher level of service and they're evaluate, and they're valuing their health much greater long term. So you know, I'm not a politician. Uh, I'm just, <laughs> I I'm here just to encourage people what they should do. Uh, but we'll hit the politics on this within my lifetime because I do I do think there's a better way to help people that are driven by this philosophy more so than the run of the mill. But, yeah, so, you know
0: yeah, bottom it, line. we it, need our doctors, we need our health coaches and we need to detox. We need it all.
1: Doctors and detox, you got it.
0: <laughs> well, why don't you tell the listeners where they can find you, learn more about you and download your free detox ebook?
1: Sure. I promise I'm the only Dr. BJ Hardick online. Uh, there's a few imposters out there, but it is just Dr. Hardik. So Dr. Hardick, which is H-A-R-D-I-C-K.com. Uh, Real detox is all over the website. And I hope when this airs that they can actually jump on and get a seven day as well, I'm really excited. It's really, I think it's the smartest cleanse. I mean, I, I wouldn't develop something new if there was something better already. But I just, I, I felt there was such a need for a seven-day cleanse, so that's on the website now, a lot of, with a lot of other you know articles related to toxicity, uh, and then of course the Real Detox ebook. And listen, I will say this about the recipes: I am very proud of the recipes that we keep on my website because and they all work, you know, and the pictures, they're all the real thing. So, you know, sometimes somebody does a recipe, you know, and they're making it with almond flour and it doesn't really come out quite like the picture that they see, you know, and and they they have a picture of what they saw on Pinterest and then they have a picture of their own healthy version of the recipe. And there was a big hashtag fail. Um, (laughs) Listen, our recipes on my site, they're uh, largely because I'm grain free. I would say 99% of the recipes on my site, they're grain-free, sugar-free, which means they're gluten-free. Uh, They follow uh, a very much a ketogenic path, but still a high plant base as well, so a ton that are vegan and vegetarian. And they're all real pictures of the real recipes, and they're delicious, and we love them. It's kind of a combination between the snack recipes that I think people enjoy, but then also the really... More the more glamorous meals too. Cause when you when you invite people over for a company, you want to wow people. You know, you want to have a you want to have a good old time too. So there's tons of detox info on drhardik.com I am really continually though more and more uh pleased with the recipes that we have on there. So people are invited to check them out and then you know jump on the detox the jump on the detox project, which I guess when this airs, it's starting in a week and a half. I mean, the speakers really, really are tremendous. They're representing a broad base of healthcare, and people will learn a lot. You know, it really tells a whole story of how we've gotten so sick but then also what we can do about it.
0: And so what are the dates of the Detox Project?
1: September 26th until October 3rd.
0: Fantastic. And I am definitely going to tune into that. Very, very, very important information. It's exact info I talk about on this podcast. Highly recommend you check it out if you're just, you know, can't get enough info on Detox. And BJ, thank you so much for joining us today.
1: Hey, thank you. And thanks for all the work that you do. I just can't thank you enough.
0: Yeah. And everyone, if you want to learn more about me, you can go to my website, live to 110.com. Not going to happen unless you detox. You can also check out my detox program called mineralpower.com, where I help you and free you from fatigue and brain fog. Thank you so much for joining the Live to 110 podcast.